0: Welcome to the Rundown, your source for the latest news and updates from the Kansas Legislative Division of Post Audit, featuring LPA staff talking about recently released audit reports and discussing their main findings, key takeaways, and why it matters. I'm Brad Hoff. In April 2022, Legislative Post Audit released a limited scope performance audit that evaluated the fiscal and social impact for suspended and revoked licenses on Kansas drivers. Today, I'm with Cade Graber, Auditor at Legislative Post Audit, who supervised the audit. Cade, welcome to The Rundown.
1: Thanks for having me, Brad.
0: The audit report notes that the Division of Vehicles in the Department of Revenue is responsible for administering state law related to suspending and revoking driver's licenses. Talk a little bit about the differences, if there are any, between these two terms and what might cause a driver to have their license suspended or revoked.
1: So, yeah, you're right. The uh, The Division of Vehicles operates a program called Driver Solutions. And uh, among other things, that program handles driver's license suspensions and revocations in Kansas. Now, license suspensions and revocations have their own their own statutory definitions but in practice the true difference does not doesn't really lie between suspensions and revocations the true difference is in the type of suspension or revocation so some suspensions and revocations last for a predetermined time frame like 90 days for example and then after that period uh, the driving privileges are automatically reinstated so that's basically one type the other type of suspension is one with an indefinite time frame, where the driver must fulfill certain criteria and in some cases pay fees uh, before their driving privileges are reinstated. So these suspensions will last then until the driver fulfills those criteria. Generally, revocations are those with predetermined timeframes where the driver just has to wait out the period before being reinstated. Suspensions, however, can be of both types. Now, whether a driver receives an indefinite suspension or one with a predetermined time frame depends on the reinstatement process of the specific violation. And there are many different kinds of driving and non-driving violations that lead to a driver's license suspension or revocation, each with its own unique reinstatement process. Um, the three most common violations that lead to a license suspension are DUIs, driving without insurance, and failure to comply with a traffic citation. And there are many other violations that can also lead to a suspension or revocation, such as reckless driving, evading police,
0: theft of motor fuel, and so on. So you mentioned once a driver has her license suspended or revoked, uh, there are certain criteria that they have to meet. Uh, to get their license uh, reinstated. Talk a little bit about uh, the types of things that maybe a driver would need to do to get their license reinstated.
1: Yeah, so like I said, the exact reinstatement process varies depending on the specific violation. But there are some commonalities. Um, for suspensions and revocations with the predetermined time frame, the driver, like I said, generally just has to wait at the time period, and then they're automatically reinstated. There's not a whole lot for them to do. Um, those are those are the simplest kinds of reinstatements. Um, and that's usually the case for violations, like I said, DUI, reckless driving, evading police, and also driving without a license. Now, in the case of indefinite suspensions— the drivers have to fulfill violation-specific criteria and often pay a fee before getting reinstated. So I'll give an example of each. Um, A DUI suspension uh, lasts a predetermined time frame. It's usually 30 days to one year, depending on the exact circumstances and the number of prior DUI violations. After that period ends, the driver is reinstated with restricted driving privileges, and they must obtain an in-car breathalyzer called an ignition interlock device. Um, And then this restricted period can last six months to 10 years. Now, another example is a failure to comply suspension, and this is an indefinite suspension. Um, It's given out when a driver fails to pay a traffic citation on time or appear in court. In this case, in order to get their license reinstated, the driver must pay off those outstanding fines, fulfill any other court requirements, and pay additional fees to the court.
0: So let's talk a little bit about these fees. Uh, As you said, drivers oftentimes have to pay a fee to have their license reinstated. How much are these fees and how much did the state collect in the years you reviewed? Yeah,
1: so similar to the reinstatement process, the fees that drivers have to pay, um, they vary with the specifics of the suspension Um, And the amount will vary too. So many violations don't actually require fees, um, but the most common violations like DUI, failure to comply, driving without insurance, those do require the payment of fees. Um, So for example, with a failure to comply suspension, drivers must pay a $100 fee for each outstanding charge. For driving without insurance suspensions, drivers must pay $100 or $300, depending on the number of prior instances. For DUI suspensions, Drivers must eventually pay a fee, and that can range from $200 to $1,500, depending on the number of prior instances. Altogether, there are seven different reinstatement fees that drivers might have to pay. For this audit, we analyzed reported fee collections using totals provided by the Division of Vehicles, and we estimated that Kansas drivers paid about $18 million in reinstatement fees from 2019 through 2021. Of this amount, the failure to comply fees amounted to $9 million, and the DUI fees amounted to about $5.6 million. Together, these two fees accounted for over 80% of all fee revenue collected during this time frame.
0: Now, the $18 million uh, that you referenced, uh, that the state collected in the years you looked at, uh, was allocated to several different state agencies and programs. Talk a little bit about specifically where uh, where this money went.
1: yeah, it it went to a lot of different places. Statute dictates how the driver's license reinstatement fee revenue is collected, um, and then where it goes. Portions of each fee are allocated to various state funds and programs. In total, there were eight state funds and programs that received fee revenue from driver's license reinstatements. The fund that received the most fee revenue was the Judicial Branch uh, Non-Judicial Salary Adjustment Fund, Um, and this fund is used for compensating court employees. Um, This fund received about $4 million of that $18 million. Uh, The fund that received the second most fee revenue was the Community Alcoholism and Intoxication Programs Fund. Um, This was about $3.6 million. And then the Division of Vehicles itself um, received in its operating fund uh, about $2.4 million. Um, And for more specifics and for all the other funds and programs, you could see figure two of the report.
0: So the time period you looked at, 2019 to 2021, how many driver's licenses were suspended or revoked during that time? And what was or what were the main causes for those licenses to be suspended or revoked?
1: Yeah, so we we analyzed um, suspension and revocation data provided by the Division of Vehicles um, from 2019 to 2021, and we found that there were about 176,000 driver's license suspensions or revocations in Kansas during this time period. Now, the vast majority of these were for failure to comply suspensions, um, and those comprised a little over half of all suspensions and revocations. The next most common um, violations were for driving without insurance or failing to make liability payments, and that, those accounted for about 20%. DUI suspensions were the third most common at 12%. The other kinds of suspensions and revocations, things like reckless driving, violating license restrictions, and others, those were much less common. And you can see figure three of the report for all the percentages of all the different violations.
0: Now, the report includes a figure, uh, figure four, that uh, details the length of time that it took for... Uh, drivers who had their licenses suspended or revoked, how long it took them to get their license back. Uh, talk a little bit um, about the, the the data behind the figure and what length of time it did take uh, in general for a driver to get their license reinstated.
1: Yeah. So we used that that same data set provided by the Division of Vehicles. Um, we analyzed it and we found that drivers who were suspended or revoked for predetermined timeframes, so again, this would be for things like DUI, reckless driving, generally the high-risk offenses, um, we found that these drivers were generally without driving privileges for about six months on average, meaning that from the time they got... Suspended or revoked at the time that they were reinstated on average. That was about a six-month period and these same drivers had a 99% Successful reinstatement rate and that means that in almost every case these drivers were reinstated at the end of that predetermined time frame And you know, this is what you'd expect because for these kinds of suspensions and revocations The drivers they just have to wait out the time period before being automatically reinstated So you you'd expect this rate to be to be very high Now on the other side of this, we have those indefinite suspensions, that's for things like failure to comply, driving without insurance, and so on. Um, These are generally the low risk or the non-driving offenses. And for these, we found that after one year, only 40% of these drivers were reinstated. In the case of the most common suspension, which is the failure to comply suspension, we found that 24% were reinstated after six months. When you extend that out to three years only about 45 percent were reinstated over that time span now the failure to comply suspension had the lowest rates of reinstatement but we found similar trends for driving without insurance and the other low-risk offenses the bulk of drivers that got reinstated did so within six months but after six months the likelihood of being reinstated dropped significantly now You'll remember that these are the kinds of suspensions that require drivers to fulfill criteria and sometimes pay fees to get reinstated. So these results indicate that whenever suspended drivers have to fill criteria, such as spending money or paying additional fees, the chances of them actually doing so and being reinstated are relatively low when compared to the suspensions and revocations that last a predetermined time frame. So it indicates that some kinds of suspensions, especially failure to comply suspensions since they're the most common, uh, it suggests that these kinds of suspensions and their fees can induce a financial strain on some drivers, making it very difficult for them to get reinstated.
0: As part of your fieldwork, you reviewed academic studies that evaluated the financial and social impacts on individuals who lose their driving privileges. Talk about what you learned from these studies.
1: Yeah, so we ended up reviewing um, eight studies for this audit, um, and these studies examined either the social and emotional impact of losing one's driving privileges or the financial impact of losing driving privileges, and some studies um, examined both. Um, So most of these studies found that the loss of driving privileges had a negative financial impact on drivers, uh, making it more difficult for them to get to work, school, daycare, doctor's appointments, you know, everyday, everyday activities. Um, And four of these studies found that these financial struggles were worse for low income drivers Um, such that those with lower incomes were more likely to be suspended in the first place and less likely to be reinstated, um, which compares reasonably to our own analysis. Um, They both indicate that the inability to pay may be at the heart of some driver's inability to get reinstated. Most of the studies also found that the loss of driving privileges has a negative social and emotional impact on drivers as well, Uh, Many drivers in those studies reported that the loss of autonomy and reliance on friends and family caused them stress and, in some cases, even depressive emotions. Uh, And then a couple of the studies also found that because of the challenges brought about by the loss of driving privileges, many drivers chose to ignore their suspension and keep driving anyway.
0: Finally, what is the main takeaway of this audit report? I think the
1: main takeaway that I want to highlight is the discrepancy in reinstatement rates between the two types of suspensions and revocations, the indefinite um, suspensions and then the ones that have predetermined timeframes. Now, it's it's clear that drivers suspended for low-risk offenses like the failure to comply with citation, driving without insurance, um, they were generally spending the most time without driving privileges. Again, we're looking at 2019 through 2021. Um, And the failure to comply with citation and driving without insurance um, suspensions, the drivers who got those suspensions had the lowest chances of being reinstated. Meanwhile, drivers suspended for high-risk offenses like DUI, reckless driving, they were almost always reinstated at the end of their time frame. And on average, they were back on the road sooner. So altogether, when you combine the results of our analyses and the literature review that we conducted, you can see that the payment of fines and fees, the requirement to pay fines and fees, appears to cause financial strain in some cases, making it much more difficult for some groups of drivers to actually get reinstated and regain their driving privileges. Um, Over the past three years in Kansas, the majority of drivers impacted by this financial strain were those suspended for those low-risk offenses.
0: Cade Graber is an auditor at Legislative Post Audit. He supervised an audit that evaluated the social impact and financial aspects of the Kansas driver's license suspension and revocation process. Cade, thanks for visiting the rundown and discussing the audit's findings with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to The Rundown. To receive newly released podcasts, subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For more information about Legislative Post Audit and to read our audit reports, visit kslpa.org, follow us on Twitter at KSAudit, or visit our Facebook page.